Hi, this is Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 23 of The Life of David Brainerd by Jonathan Edwards. May 2nd. In the evening, being a little better in health, I walked into the woods and enjoyed a sweet season of meditation and prayer. My thoughts ran upon Psalm seventeen fifteen. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. And it was indeed a precious text to me. I longed to preach to the whole world, and it seemed to me they must needs all be melted in hearing such precious divine truths as I then had a view of. My thoughts were exceeding clear and my soul was refreshed. Blessed be the Lord that in my late and present weakness, now for many days together, my mind is not gloomy as at some other times. May 7. Spent the day mainly in making preparation for a journey into the wilderness. Was still weak and concerned how I should perform so difficult a journey but wanted bodily strength to spend the day in fasting and prayer. The next day, he set out on his journey to the Susquehanna with his interpreter. He endured great hardships and fatigues in his way thither through the wilderness, where, after having lodged one night in the open woods, he was overtaken with a northeasterly storm in which he was ready to perish. Having no manner of shelter and not being able to make a fire in so great a rain, he could have no comfort if he stopped. He therefore determined to go forward in hope of meeting with some shelter, without which he thought it impossible to live the night through. But their horses, happening to eat poison for the want of other food at a place where they lodged the night before, were so sick that they could neither ride nor lead them, but were obliged to drive them and travel on foot. Until, through the mercy of God, just at dusk, they came to a bark hut where they lodged that night. After he came to the Susquehanna, he traveled about a hundred miles on the river and visited many towns and settlements of the Indians, saw some of seven or eight tribes, and preached to different nations by different interpreters. He was sometimes much discouraged and sunk in his spirits through the opposition which appeared in the Indians to Christianity. At other times he was encouraged by the disposition which some of these people manifested to hear and their willingness to be instructed. He here met with some who had formerly been his hearers at Kanamik and had removed hither, who saw and heard him again with great joy. He spent a fortnight among the Indians on this river and passed through many labors and hardships. Lodging on the ground for several weeks and sometimes in the open air. At length, he became extremely ill as he was 
riding in the wilderness, being seized with an ague, followed with a burning fever and extreme pains in his head and bowels, attended with a great evacuation of blood, so that he thought he must have perished in the wilderness. But at last, coming to an Indian trader's hut, he got leave to stay there, and though without physic or food proper for him, it pleased God, after about a week's distress, to relieve him so far that he was able to ride. He returned homeward from Jankauta, an island far down the river, where there were a considerable number of Indians who appeared more free from prejudices against Christianity than most of the other Indians, and arrived at the Forks of Delaware on Thursday, May 30, after having rode in this journey about 340 miles. He came home in a very weak state and utter dejection of mind, which was a great hindrance to him in religious exercises. However, on the Sabbath, after having preached to the Indians, he preached to the white people with some success from Isaiah 53.10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him etc. Some being awakened by his preaching. The next day he was much exercised for want of spiritual life and fervency. June 5. Felt thirsting desires after God in the morning. In the evening, enjoyed a precious season of retirement. Was favored with some clear and sweet meditations upon a sacred text. Divine things opened with clearness and certainty and had a divine stamp upon them. My soul was also enlarged and refreshed in prayer. I delighted to continue in the duty and was sweetly assisted in praying for my fellow Christians and dear brethren in the ministry. Blessed be the dear Lord for such enjoyments. Oh, how sweet and precious it is to have a clear apprehension and tender sense of the mystery of godliness, of true holiness, and of likeness to the best of beings. Oh, what a blessedness it is to be as much like God as it is possible for a creature to be like his great creator. Lord, give me more of thy likeness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with it. On Friday, June 7, he went a journey of near 50 miles to Neshamini to assist at a sacramental occasion to be attended at Mr. Beatty's meeting house, being invited thither by him and his people. June 8, was exceedingly weak and fatigued with riding in the heat yesterday. But being desired, I preached in the afternoon to a crowded audience from Isaiah 41. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. God was pleased to give me great freedom in opening the sorrows of his people and in setting before them comforting considerations. And blessed be the Lord, it was a sweet melting season in the assembly. Lord's Day, June 9, 
felt some longing desires of the presence of God to be with his people on the solemn occasion of the day. In the forenoon, Mr. Beatty preached, and there appeared some warmth in the assembly. Afterward, I assisted in the administration of the Lord's Supper, and toward the close of it, I discoursed to the multitude extempore with some reference to that sacred passage, Isaiah fifty-three ten. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Here God gave me great assistance in addressing sinners, and the word was attended with amazing power. Many scores, if not hundreds, in that great assembly, consisting of three or four thousand, were much affected. So there was a very great mourning, like the mourning of Hadadrimen. June 10. Preached with a good degree of clearness and some sweet warmth from Psalm 17.15. I shall be satisfied when I awake with thy likeness. And blessed be God, there was a great solemnity and attention in the assembly and sweet refreshment among God's people, as was evident then and afterward. June 11, spent the day mainly in conversation with dear Christian friends and enjoyed some sweet sense of divine things. Oh, how desirable it is to keep company with God's dear children. These are the excellent ones of the earth in whom I can truly say is all my delight. Oh, what delight will it afford to meet them all in a state of perfection? Lord, prepare me for that state. June 18. Set out from New Brunswick with a design to visit some Indians at a place called Cross Weeksung in New Jersey toward the sea. In the afternoon came to a place called Cranberry and meeting with a serious minister, Mr. McKnight, I lodged there with him had some enlargement and freedom in prayer with a number of people. Chapter 7 Being part first of his public journal of quote, The Rise and Progress of a Remarkable Work of Grace Among the Indians in New Jersey and Pennsylvania Kept by Order of the Society in Scotland for Propagating Christian Knowledge End quote commencement of his labors at Cross Weeksung. Renewal of labor at the Forks of Delaware. Conversion of his interpreter. Return to Cross Weeksung. Outpouring of the Spirit. Visit to the Forks of Delaware and the Susquehanna. A powwow. A conjurer. Renewal of labor at Cross Weeksung. Remarks on the Works of Divine Grace. June 19 through November 5, 1745. We are now come to that part of Brainerd's life when he had the greatest success in his labors for the good of souls and in his particular business as a missionary to the Indians. 
After all his agonizing in prayer and travailing in birth for their conversion, his raised hopes and expectations, disappointments and encouragements, after panting in a way of persevering prayer, labor and suffering, as it were through a long night, at length, the day dawns. Weeping continues for a night, but joy comes in the morning. He went forth weeping, bearing precious seed, but now he comes with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. The desired event is brought to pass at last, but at a time, in a place, and upon subjects that scarce ever entered his heart. This concludes episode 23 of Jonathan Edwards, The Life of David Brainerd.